Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power of Color Radio, where color is our passion and our companion in this transforming world. Here's your host, Arlene Arnold. Welcome, everybody. We're so, so, so happy you're here today. And we have a very, very interesting topic, one that I know affects so many people. We're going to talk about um, healthy relationships. And I know it's something that people deal with every day, whether it's a relationship, a couple relationship, or a a, uh, relationship with one of mine that I work on is with my grandchildren, (laughs) or with parents, or um, friends, or a coworker. Relationships are always up in one way or another. And uh, we do a lot with that uh, at the Power of Color because we're working with how to to bring about a difference in ourselves. And one of the things that I've found in working with with couples in particular is that we, it's really important that we understand that it's not about somebody else changing, but it's about what we do with ourselves. So, so, so today we're talking with uh, Chris and Dave. And uh, they are both ones who had um, I had worked with as a couple, and um, and it was a very interesting time, um, challenging, amazing, lots of things. And so I asked them to be on the show to talk a little bit about their experience as they went through figuring out a healthy relationship and what that looked like something that would last, something that would fulfill both of them, that kind of thing. So, um, Chris, why don't you start by saying a little bit about how you found this process and and what it was that you experienced in the process of finding your way to that healthy relationship. Um, well, I learned to look at myself and deal with my own feelings um, and in turn I learned to share my feelings with my partner um, and you know to take responsibility and communicate what how how I feel so that's really important isn't it because a lot of times people feel like um the other person ought to know. <laughs> it's almost like um, I can remember once in my marriage saying to my husband, um, uh, you know, I'm not a psychic. I don't know. I really am. But at that time, I didn't know I was. I said, I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> and how did you, Chris, how did you um, change your way of communicating? Did you find there was a change in that? Um, I I think I had to just find the courage to trust, you know, the process of communicating, you know, and quit reacting out of old patterns. And it, and it seems it, to me like as you worked on that, you began to realize that David has a certain way of receiving things that's different from you, so you had to understand that. Right, right. Especially time factor. 
you know, give him time. Yeah, time factor, because people are different. Some people are mm-hmm. ready to react, respond right away, and some people just need time. Right. So, David, tell us what comes to mind for you in this process that was important for you personally, but also you found was a, a huge factor in the relationship. Uh, well, you know, there's a, a, a lot of things, you know, listen to what Chris said. Uh, mainly what, what I had to learn how to do was, first of all, was, and I'm still working on it, is not be defensive. Uh, when yeah, uh, when somebody's trying to communicate with me and I take things personally, uh, so and it's it's kind of what Chris says: not reacting out of old old stuff. Like I grew up in a very authoritarian home and uh, walked on eggshells a lot. So uh, with being with Chris, I'm I'm working at. Being myself, not worrying about what she's thinking, uh, 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 and Chris is actually better than I am about telling me what's going on. But that's something I'm working on, and uh, you know, so I just have to, you know, keep aware of of of, the, of, of my reactions and uh, give it time. Like uh, like Chris said, sometimes I have to just take. 24 hours, call the 24-hour rule, and, and see how I really feel. Uh, so, yeah, for that. So you've come to the place that it is okay to say what you really feel, which may not have been something that was in your growing up that was really possible. No, so, and it, so it's it's. Uh, it's kind of uh, frightening for me to do that because I always, it's like my reaction is I'm going to be rejected. So yeah. I got to work through all that stuff. And, and that's why I think being committed in relationships is that, that I know it's, it's, it's going to be more, uh, you know, more of a, a continuous situation. So, if things aren't going good, if I'm not reacting well, or if, or if I'm not really saying how I feel, I can I keep getting chances to do that, and I'm getting better at it. Uh, nice. So it's that being vulnerable, I guess, the intimacy of being vulnerable is is getting easier. Yeah, and the vul- the vulnerability for you is whether you might get rejected. Is that right? Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true for a lot of people. A lot of us have learned um, ways to do what we think other people want us to do. <laughs> and, yeah, and, uh, basically, that, basically, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, and then you yeah. end up going, "That's not who I am," or "That's not what I believe." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard I heard this thing one time. It was, "Well, who do you want me to be today?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, based on how I feel, the other person feels. Yeah. yeah, because otherwise otherwise, what you're doing is you're uh, creating a false picture of who you are. And I think that happens sometimes when people are dating and then they get uh-huh. into a more committed relationship and all of a sudden they don't seem to be the same person. Yeah, that could very well be, yeah. 
<laughs> because in, in, in a lot of ways, it's a form of manipulation, John. Well, uh, it is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we don't realize it when we do that. We don't realize that, oh, okay, we're doing this so that they're going to like me or so they're going to accept me or so they're going to love me. And um, yeah. instead of saying, I'm who I am and I need to present that in the clearest way possible so this person knows me and sees whether mm-hmm. this is a good good match or not. Yeah, yeah. That, and that really is a vulnerable position. <laughs> So, Chris, uh, what's one thing you found that you had to uh, change in the way you were thinking or some kind of a family pattern or something that came up that you realized wasn't really how you wanted to live? Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, the old abandonment that if I am who I am you're going to leave me, you know, Mm -hmm. and to, you know, that's the nice thing about this relationship is I feel like, you know, we do have differences and it's okay. That's really fun sometimes, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it is. Exactly like you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So just abandonment and trusting the universe has been a huge change for me that, you know, I don't have to control everything and, you know, I can be who I am. What about expectations? Have you had to deal with expectations? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, just expecting people to know what I want, for one thing, and mm-hmm. expecting people to be a certain way. Yeah, expectations has really caused me some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's through all of us. Um, and it's really um, changing that whole pattern of, okay, a relationship is supposed to look like this. Because your your relationship is going to look different than somebody else's relationship because you are Mm -hmm. different people. Mm -hmm. And and one of the things that I've learned that's so helpful in that is that if if I don't have expectations, then how do I come in into a situation? And I've learned that the best way for me to come into a situation so that I won't have expectations is to come into it with curiosity. And so if in a relationship, I think we can come into a new situation with curiosity and say, um, I wonder what kinds of things we would enjoy doing together. Um, I wonder how this person... Um, deals on a day-to-day basis because people have different sleeping habits. They have different food habits. There's all kinds of things that that I found I came into my marriage with expectations about what time you go to bed at night, what kind of thing you eat, where you go, what you say. <laughs> I was really programmed. <laughs> right. So do you find that, Chris, do you find that you have to 
come into each situation in a different way? Uh, yeah, and, you know, sometimes I assume that, I assume that things, and I'm happier um, when I ask, you know, I used to never ask any questions or be curious. So, yeah, we've had to, we've definitely had to, mm, what's the word, negotiate how, you know, some of our day-to-day living. Yeah, yeah. So that it works and we both, both Right, and we both have kids, you know, from, and, you know, families and adjusting to all of that has been, you yeah. know, a challenge. Yeah. And David, in the midst of all this, you were dealing with your mom, who eventually passed. Um, how did that affect the process that you and Chris were in? Uh, well, actually, it was quite a lot because uh, uh, we were living together in a different city, and and uh, about 300 miles away, and I ended up uh, moving uh, to come to help take care of my mom. And then Chris had to make the decision if on her job. And if she was going to come here, which she which she did, but that was uh, you know I think back it was uh, it was quite a process getting to that, and uh, so it really has had an effect. And uh, uh, you know my mom had dementia really bad, so uh, Chris was just you know really supportive of, of everything that I did, knowing that 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 for for a year or so year and a half was kind of like a priority, you know, for both of us. Uh and and my mom passed in uh December and and uh you know things are going good. And uh, you know it's like we were talking before, you know, learning how to uh how to live with somebody. <laughs> and just the day to day stuff is is uh good. Yeah, it, it makes us more flexible, I think, doesn't it? Because I know I've lived along quite a long time, and I know that I get very set in certain patterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of learning. For me, it's kind of learning what the other person likes and doesn't like and 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 try to accommodate that the best I can. It's not like you're, you know, it's not like you just give yourself up because that's one of my fears is giving myself up. Right. But it's really not like that. It's just like like trying to cooperate and have a partner, you know. And and that's yeah. not that's not in my life and my number one skill, so it's been a real learning curve for me. And but yeah, it's, it's worth it because every time every time things fall apart then they come back together better. Nice. Wow. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a real fine line between Accommodating, but not giving away yourself so that you've lost yeah. who you are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's an a, that's an interesting process. That's a navigation. Yeah, and plus, don't you think it also helps you to understand better who you are, because you have to ask the question, "What's really important to me? What do I need to communicate about 
that's really important to me. Yes, definitely. You know, and that was uh, coming from my background, you know, I didn't learn how to 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 look at myself and and see what I wanted and what I needed. Yeah, I think women in general, but also some of the men have have been trained to please everybody else. And then right. that's another way of saying, well, now I don't even know who I am. <laughs> right. And I think we both well, have had enough experiences with giving away our souls that we didn't want to do that. You know, we wanted to do it differently. And to find someone who's on a similar path that, you know, wants to be happy and um, whole has been nice, you know. We can support each other. I think that's really important because it needs to be that both people see this as a process. Not mm-hmm. that one is saying it needs to be this way or that way, but it's kind of a learning process together. Right. So, Dave, anything else you want to say about that? The the, the idea of of knowing yourself and the relationship. Anything else you've learned about that? Uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh... It's kind of being, uh, which we've talked about with you before, Arlene, is being the observer and uh, detaching. And and, and one thing that I can see is that a lot of stuff, that unfinished business with my my parents, basically, is in a relationship, you get to work that out. (laughs) Because that's the stuff that comes up immediately and then before earlier I talked about defensiveness fear of intimacy all those things so those are the rough passes that that I've had to go through and face up to those things and and get to the other side and and it's really worth it although at times it seems like it's just almost too hard but in reality you just kind of a friend of mine just said well if you want to be there then nail your feet to the floor (laughs) and do what you got to do so (laughs) I'm not sure I like that analogy, <laughs> but it does it does have something to do with I'm committed to uh, going through whatever this is for myself and for this relationship because it can't yeah. be just for the person. It has right. to be something you're choosing for yourself as well. Well, we yeah. have a couple people listening in, and I want to tell people that if anybody has a comment or question um, for Chris and David. Um, if you will call in at 646-595-4667, or those of you who are on the line, if you would like to speak, uh, press 1, and that raises your hand so that I know that you would like to say something. So um, what is it now that you find in this relationship that is the most, um, the, the most, not challenging. I'm looking at the other side of it. What is the most rewarding part of it for you now, Chris? Um, I guess feeling like I have um, a, a life partner, someone who supports 
me and I support them. Um, just that committed, loving, kind, fun relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, just a has, life has partner. It, some, has it brought you to in my explore? Corner. Do you have you? Has it brought you to explore anything in yourself that you wouldn't have explored on your own? I like abilities or places you've gone or things like that that you wouldn't have done on your own? Mm, I think our... I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that. Okay. How about you, David? Has it brought you to explore anything that you wouldn't have done on your own? Well, I think... I think, sure, because... Uh, I feel like I've uh, changed in a good way, a way that's best fine to me, where I'm happier, uh, more at peace, you know, with myself, more comfortable, you know, just being with another person a lot. Uh, and those are things that probably, without this relationship, uh, I would not have, uh, there wouldn't have been a need to, to, uh, to look at those things and, uh-huh. and and realize what I want and observe that and and uh, change, you know, because there's there's things about me that that I want to change so that I'm happier, more peaceful in life, and uh, can just relax with all that and be happy. And and I found that with Chris, so that's good. Oh, that's a great. <laughs> that's a great. Um, well, Chris, is there anything that you would say to people who are um, going into a new relationship or are trying to work through some things in an old relationship? Any any tips that you would give them that might help them in that process? Uh, communicate, communicate, communicate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speak, you know. For me, I did, in in the past, I would just shut down. I would get so scary that I would shut down, and I, you know, get the get the courage to speak the speak from your heart, you know. And we kind of worked on how to speak too, because we all have these patterns of saying, "Well, this person did that," or "This this person." Um, you know, it's because of them, or it's a, it's blame, but it's sometimes it's not blame. It's more even just saying when they're telling the story, it's telling the story in terms of the other person instead of in terms of yourself. Did you find that that changes for you in your communication, Chris? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, you know, taking responsibility, and the other thing is um, I have to learn to communicate whether I'm right or wrong, you know, and being open to, you know, I didn't have to be right. I just needed to speak my truth or, and, and then that opened the door for more communication and looking, looking at things together. 
Mm. Wow, that's a big piece of it, isn't it? Looking at things together. Not Mm -hmm. seeing from you alone what's going on, but looking at it together. Right. That's really important. Yeah. Because we all do have different viewpoints. Right. We all see things in a little bit different way. And we can actually learn a lot from the other person by finding out how they look at it. Yeah, and asking the question rather than assuming. Yes, that assuming can get in the way so much. So, uh, David, what what kinds of things might you give as tips that you learned along the way? As tips? Did you ever think she was Well, you know, I guess... The biggest, the biggest thing that has happened for me in really in my whole life is learning how to. And Chris mentioned it, uh, taking responsibility for my own emotional well-being, and and wow. realizing that I can't depend on this other person. This other person is not going to make me happy. I have to take responsibility for that. So if I'm working on uh, like an intimate relationship with myself then that's just naturally going to come out in the relationship because I'm going to be more more just being myself and and being comfortable and not expecting somebody else to to do that for me. And, yeah. and so I'm just kind of relaxing on all that. All right. So I, I think, think that's, that's part that. of communication. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And just because you're not putting that pressure on the other person frees up the relationship. You're not having an expectation that they're going to make you happy, but you're you're mm-hmm. in the relationship together to explore some things together. But you also are still responsible for your own sense of happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's huge. And the one thing that you mentioned was that you can learn about people just by observing the way they look at things. I really Absolutely. like that. I've never really thought about it in those terms before, but that's kind of articulated it. Yeah, because we each have a family that we grew up in, and that's how we see the world. And then we start finding out that other people don't see the world in the same way. Yeah. Just one <laughs> one quick thing. One quick, one quick thing in my marriage was that I was going to go next door and borrow a cup of sugar, and my husband had a fit. You don't go borrow something from your neighbors, and I'm I'm uh-huh. like, well, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something so that simple is I, just really. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, I was like, oh my gosh, we understand having a relationship with neighbors in a whole different way. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, there's a lot of shaming that comes in with all those old messages. That, yeah. That needs to, yeah. You know that that we can get over. Yeah. That we're wrong. You know, I'm I'm wrong because I do think this way or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, but but we get to celebrate the differences and learn learn from each other and then find our way through some way to be together. Well, unfortunately, yeah. we're almost out of time. <laughs> the time is going really fast. <laughs> So um, mm-hmm. I just want to thank the two of you for coming on and sharing with us what you've learned. I think it's so important, and I am so happy for you guys that this <laughs> ha- that you have found your way into 
a really happy time with each other and um, knowing that there's still things that come up, but that you're you're finding that you can do that. That is so wonderful. <laughs> thank so, you. Thank you, Arlene. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on because I think that just hearing somebody else's situation and how they've handled it is is so important. So, um, anything well, last thing us. you want to say? Yeah, any last thing you want to say, Chris? Uh, no, but thank you. Yeah, okay. And David, anything you'd like to say? No, David, like uh, like we said, thanks for having us on. It's been interesting and fun. Good. All right. Well, thank you so much. So what I want to say to our listeners is that we're going to be doing some more things about healthy relationships uh, we find that when we're working with the color therapy that there are many ways in which we find we work on ourselves and that affects our relationships. So we'll have some upcoming classes that we're going to announce that uh, you can be a part of. So please come on thepowerofcolor.com and sign up for our blog. And, um, and we have a really a fun way for you to learn more about yourself if you sign up for of finding out what your favorite color means, you'll find out a whole lot more about yourself. So thanks, everyone, for being here, and uh, we will see you on the second Wednesday in August, and we will be doing color card readings again. So hopefully you'll join us. Thanks for being part of the Power of Color Radio. Join us every second and fourth Wednesday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, for a half hour of colorful information and transformational experiences. In the meantime, you can find us at www.thepowerofcolor.com.